Hi, this is Democratic Voices, and I'm Nadia Graves. And I'm Kyle Hudson. And today we have special guest Giovanni Theodore. Hello. Hey, Gio, how are you? Hey, okay, how are you, Nadia? So, Gio, can you tell us just like a little bit about yourself, a short bio? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I like to play video games. Uh, I live in Philadelphia. Um, I go to Temple. Um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Um, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So we have a student with us um, from Pennsylvania, and we know how important Pennsylvania is to this election. We know that Trump won Pennsylvania last time by 44,000 votes. And I think today we're going to talk about how um, Pennsylvania's and other people from rural America really uh, end up slipping down the Trump pipeline and what we can do to uh, prevent that. Because right, there's no way that working class people should vote for Donald Trump. There's no way that we don't have a better relationship with our working class community, um, and especially white working class voters. So yeah, Kyle, do you want to talk a little bit about Gamergate and kind of the beginning of this transition into these uh, kind of like radical right-wing uh, pop culture politics yeah uh, so if you uh follow me I, I have another show uh where we talk about comic books video games movies and it's been going on for like a really long time and about five years ago we were covering this story called gamergate right and i think it was around 2015 right about about then and mm -hmm. that was the first time i'd ever heard of breitbart or okay. or steve bannon and it was on video game websites. And essentially what happened was uh, a young woman had made a video game and it got a good score on an internet website and people claimed that she slept with him and that's why it got a good score. And it, it kind of became this like He-Man woman haters club that you, that mm -hmm. you see on, um, yeah. on uh, that gamers are now identified with. That's, I mean, there was Incels. Incels, but but before that, it was kind of just like a bunch of nerdy neckbeards who, uh, you know, and I say this with love as a member of the community. Yeah, <laughs> I know, and I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And, and like the dwellers. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was more like you know Stranger Things, right? And now it, it, there was this kind of infusion and radicalization. They call it red pilling. Um, mm -hmm. Right. And and yeah. It was it was insane to watch because yeah. I was I was in tune with politics, right? Like I wasn't mm -hmm. as political as I am now, but it was I watched the Daily Show, right? Okay. And then to see the gamer boards like that were usually just about like codes and stuff like that or or you know how to fight, how to be good at Tekken is now all of a sudden talking about and this is like right before Donald Trump started to metastasize mm -hmm. in popular culture. And you'll never convince me that it wasn't related. Um, and, and Gio, as you probably saw, I mean, the, the, as if you were gaming back in 2015, there was a shift. Uh, uh, yeah, um, it, I kind of saw it happening a little earlier than that, like 2013, uh, 14. Um, yeah, cause I, I've been, you know, I, okay, I'm a gamer, but I also like go online too, to see what other gamers think, like on YouTube you know, and the forums, you know. 4chan. Uh, yeah, 4chan. I, I wasn't heavily into 4chan, just like maybe Neoseeker or a Neogaf or something. But, you know, 
those people who use those boards also go on 4chan for a joke or if they're hardcore they go they go in there all the time you know back and forth um and um i don't know exactly how you know where did where did this where this feeling came from but you're right in saying that um uh it, um the zoe quinn uh, uh situation you know that the whole situation um and uh you know, it was, it, at first it was about ethics and gaming journalism. You know that mm -hmm. term? Bullshit, right? Well, now mm -hmm. it is, but it always was really. Because um, I'm getting all this feeling, you know, going back to it and reliving it. And, um, you know, when they're, when, you know, where they're, they're, they're doxing Zoe Quinn and um, I don't know if you heard of uh, someone called Anita uh, Snarkeesian. I'm, I'm, you heard of Anita uh, Snarkeesian? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, another YouTuber. She, um, she, you know, critiques video games in a feminist perspective. You know, it's um, it's pretty good. You know, um, and uh, yeah, they were doxing them. They were saying really bad things, saying really racist things. And then it was, and they also, um, it wasn't just about like you know women uh, in video games or uh, uh, making them or talking about them, but they also got really racist. You know, saying we don't want know black people or people who aren't white in uh, in video games or as protagonists in oh, games Lord. we don't want their their stories being told or anything like that um it was really crazy um uh, you know they look at a trailer and they see a, a you know a black woman as a lead uh character let's say in the uh um i'm gonna think of a specific game um uh it's a this bethesda game uh uh what was first in game uh, Dishonored 2, or, or maybe one of the DLC. And, you know, they're saying, you know, they're trying to brainwash us and, you know, this is another, like, uh, an SJW, SJW agenda. That I never heard of that until, you know, you know, Gamergate, until, until my friend introduced me to it, uh, about what it meant. And then I was, it was crazy because, you know, uh, that's, that's being a social justice warrior, when I first heard it, is, it is supposed to be an insult to care about like justice you know it's it's insane um mm -hmm. so yeah it's like do you read these comic books like social justice warrior is literally captain america's job description okay yeah yeah <laughs> do you know uh, what i mean like I, well social I, justice warrior american imperialist <laughs> okay well okay you can look at it both ways but but you know what i mean like like the the, the social justice aspect was always there in mm -hmm. all of this media right like what is Lord of the Rings, right? A time of darkness looms and the good little natured hobbits have to overcome all of this traversity, all, all this adversity, you know, to, to conquer evil and stare it in the face, right? Like, you know, Star okay. Wars, a, a tiny little rebellion going up against an evil empire, right? Mm -hmm. Like, these, those are the stories we're conditioned on. So I never understood how they made that leap. Um, but what do you mean? Like, I never understood how they made the leap of, like, consuming these stories, right? Like, watching Star Trek and Lord of the Rings and Spider-Man, and then, like, seeing people suffering and not caring. Or, or oh. do you know what I mean? Or, like, yeah. being, like, I just never understood how you could hold both of those thoughts in your brain at the same time. Maybe, I think they identify with, like, the power that they have, but not really why, what they do with it, you know? Um yeah, they, yeah I mean, the power of fantasy. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, 
but that's what I'll say. I'm not, I'm not a, you know, an analyst. I'm not, I'm not a critique on, on the psyche of these people. So I'm a big, like, cartoon nerd. I wouldn't say that I'm a, like, super deep into the gamer world. I played, like, a few games. Right, I played Tekken before. I played um, Marvel versus Capcom. I play The Sims all the time, and uh, they don't, to this day, don't have a, a swatch that looks good for Black uh, skin complexion, right? All my Sims are ashy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the gray, the gray-black, yeah. Yeah, they're the gray-black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I feel, like, very underrepresented, and, you know, definitely, even at college, when I hang out with people, um, it's very gatekeepy. It's very like, oh, you know, if you don't know every form that Goku ever had, then I don't even know why you have a Dragon Ball Z t-shirt on. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we are like that. <laughs> yeah, we do like to gatekeep, don't we? Well, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's something I've always, I don't know, I, I really don't like that part of the, the nerdy subculture because... I don't know, aren't we all, or weren't we all at some point the outcasts, right? If you're, if you're in a nerd culture, right, if you're as hardcore into comic books or video games or anime, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's one of those things where, like, I mean, that's, that's the escapism, right? Like, that, that's where you go to escape. And I don't understand why we all can't share it. And, and, you know, going back mm -hmm. to Gamergate, where yeah. they're getting upset about women making video games, or mm -hmm. when people get upset about Tennessee Coates writing Captain America. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't understand. I've been reading stories and playing video games made by white dudes for the last 30 years of my life. Like, yeah. people making new games, writing new stories are from different perspectives. I'm down to play new video games. I'm down for new stories, right? Like, that's how yeah. I look at it. But I've been in the comic book store. I've been in a store where someone was like, why do we need an Asian Hulk? Why do we need a female Thor? And it's yeah. like, dude, if you don't want to read about Jane Foster as Thor, then there's like literally 30 years of comic books that you can pull from and read those stories, right? We're not taking those away right. from you. Right. But we're mm -hmm. bringing new people and allowing them to enjoy the same things. Like when, when, uh, Enter the Spider-Verse came out. I am the biggest spider -Man. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones, too. Yeah. Well, it's, I think, the best superhero movie because it, it's all about it doesn't matter who's under the mask, right? And I never thought about that with Spider-Man, how he's, like, the only superhero who's covered head to toe, so you really don't know. And mm -hmm. to see some, some of my friends reflecting in Miles Morales the way I reflect in Peter Parker was an awesome thing to be able to share, right? And like, that's okay. that's cool to me, right? And like, that, I want more people to experience that, right? Because I love this stuff. And it's a gatekeeper mentality, just, I never, I, I it, it's like so antithetical to what we're, I believe what nerd culture is, right? Which is a place for everybody. Yeah, and there's always like alternate versions of these characters, right? Like this was an alternate Batman, alternate Spider-Man somewhere, you know, and just, mm -hmm. just the fact that it's, you know, it's Miles now or it's, uh, uh, you said Jane Foster for Thor. I remember the controversy about that. Or um, uh, I hate to switch it to a different like kind of like uh, like media, but like um, Ghostbusters. Oh yeah. Remember the hubbub about that? Yes. You know. Yeah, they made Leslie Jones delete her Twitter because they were just trolling her so hard for being a black woman and existing. Same, same dude, same Gamergators. 
they, they realize that if they can make, and, and, you know, we talk about the radicalization of let's talk, let's be honest, primarily young white men. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and mm-hmm. they want to say they're taking something away from you. They're taking yeah. away your superheroes. They're taking away your video games and we can help you get it back. Right. Like yeah. that's the thing that really bothers me because, you know, and, and I've, I've heard the stories about the guys that get out of it. Right, the guys who yeah, yeah, like oh my god, this thing is a whole sham. The New York Times did a great. Um, my friend Phil put me onto it. Uh, a great uh, short podcast called The Rabbit Hole, and it's about the YouTube okay. algorithm and how it uh, you know helps the alt right um, you know recruit. Yeah. and it, it was fascinating because someone like PewDiePie, yeah, mm-hmm. Nazi, yeah, they they. He doesn't realize so. how. Yeah, I need to. What? Yeah, we're both saying PewDiePie yeah. is a Nazi. Yeah. You you really think he's he's an actual like I because I don't know. Well, I, he's intro. I don't think though. I don't think he's like uh, he wears it the the suit in the night you know to like and look look at himself in the mirror. But I think that he is he's he's fine with it. You know, he's fine. Yeah, that's what I was gonna you know say. I mean? he, he doesn't it. mind posting pictures of swastikas or like he doesn't mind making jokes about the Holocaust, he doesn't mind, not even really a joke, just like making fun of Jewish people, you know, just, just here's, here's anti-Semitism in a little like, you know, cropped, you know, corner of my video for fun, you know, mm-hmm. I don't. And he's also fine with knowing, right, if all of us know that PewDiePie is, right, the intro that leads you down the fascism algorithm, he knows that. Yeah. You don't think YouTube or anybody contacted him to. And he, and he does it over and over again. He mm-hmm. keeps doing this. And he's the and reason he knows, why YouTube... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. He knows that. And he knows that he is the soft fascism that, that you know, deeper red pills these guys. that gets them in their next, like, red pill level down to the target um, of being a complete, like, QAnon wild, out of their wits fascist he knows that he's like the intro to that because we all know it he there's no way he doesn't and he continues to be that and so sure he it doesn't want to be the you know he doesn't want to be the final nazi final form if you will but he's <laughs> definitely uh intro intro to fascism for sure you know if i can just take that idea for a second and i, I you know it's halloween time it's it's you know, it's October and it's near Halloween. And, and if I can take that idea to a discussion, I was talking with my friend about horror movies and uh, the reaction some people are having to like uh, Jordan oh, Peele's movies and stuff like that, right? And they're saying, oh my God, here's these social justice people. And they're, you know, they, they have to jam this down our throats. But if you, look at, if you look at horror movies throughout, like all of the time, they're almost exclusively made by white dudes right? And they have, they have lots of social uh, commentary, but it's all from a conservative perspective, right? It's all that you yeah. sin, you die. I mean, what is one of the most famous horror movies of all time? The Exorcist. Oh, Jason. Well, I was going to say The Exorcist, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like literally about a single mom, Gasp, whose daughter gets literally infested by a demon, and it takes two religious men to get the spirit out of her right mm-hmm. i mean you can't tell me that doesn't have messaging dripping all over it right mm-hmm. now there's new perspectives now there's new perspectives people like jordan peele are making things like the twilight zone but it's Lovecraft like craft county or something 
I haven't seen I that. I haven't yet. seen that yet. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. But Watchmen. How about Watchmen? Right? Like, yeah, I like that. One, people, yeah. And, and yeah. How many people were like up in arms about that when that first came out? Right? I mean. Ah, uh, but then uh, Rorschach is supposed to be fascist, right? He was supposed to be like a right winger, but they didn't know that. So they kind of like, uh, you know, internalized him as being like a, you know, uh, against the man and fighting against, you know, whatever, the elite, whatever, you know, like um, in Fight Club, right? It's supposed oh, to be parody. Well, but again? I fell for it too, so I'm just saying. Oh, no, no, no. Dude, back in the day, Fight Club? Yeah, it used to be one yeah. of my favorite movies, but now I watch and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? okay, like, yeah, yeah. I it's, mean, watch Fight Club again, man, and it's like, this is the proto-incel mindset. Well, <laughs> Now, well, now when I look at it, I, I, I I'm just, I, I see it in that lens, and now I, I still like it, but now I know I'm, I'm just, it's just a buffoon, just some, you know, loser, some, you know, misogynist, psychopath. Well, he's, he has dissociative identity disorder, right? So I don't want to, you know, but. Um, yeah, but, the, but no, the, the Tyler Durden, the people who like watch Fight Club and are like, yeah, yeah Tyler Durden, or watch Batman and are like, yeah, yeah the Joker when you're seeing the people gravitate to those characters mm -hmm. you're seeing a subconscious a subconscious feeling that i feel like the alt-right taps into mm -hmm. yeah do you know i i, I think that's yeah. the line it's it's through yeah. the joker stuff it's through the um and, and and i'm not saying it's a bad movie but i, pro I, I it's probably yeah i would never want to watch it again yeah, I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. I, I, I watched it. I thought it was a good film. It was like Requiem for a Dream, right? Like, great movie. No Tom desire Cruise? watching it again. What? Is it without Tom Cruise? No, that's Vanilla Sky. <laughs> okay, never mind. I always confuse the two. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, very different movies. Uh, very okay. different movies. Okay. Right, and having leftist heroes and film and media is is so stressful for people even people seeing like black people i remember when um the wiz was on maybe it was like abc or something they were doing a live production of the wiz and my manager was like i mean i can't believe there's no white people in it what if they did an all-white production i'm like the the wizard of oz yeah the, yeah, yeah. The, it, it's called the wizard of oz right <laughs> yeah those kind of movies, well, not not the Wiz and like Black Panther, but like with Joker and stuff like that. Um, it's just, I guess we should talk about talk about incels now because they kind of they they identify with it, you know, mm -hmm. it's like you know, hating society and hating women and you know hating you know chads or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know where to start off, but so yeah. incels right are involuntarily celibate they believe that they yeah. are celibate because they are not genetic and this is like very yeah. eugenics yeah. yeah i am not genetically able to attract women to me and i'm like sure it's not all the misogyny that makes women have a disdain for you it's the uh it's the jawline <laughs> um yeah and so right instead of feeling um well, they, they feel like they're, right, old women. I think I saw an incel on YouTube pushing for there to be, like, a husband policy that every yeah. husband gets a wife. <laughs> mandatory, like, or, or subsidized girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, subsidized yeah. girlfriends. Yeah. And I'm like, so you think that, you think that right, because, like, these right-wingers are, like, 
oh, we shouldn't be giving out welfare. So I'm like, you don't think uh, people should get help, but you think that the government should assign you a girlfriend or a wife. Um, and they hate that women with the sexual freedom, uh, yeah. most of the time they don't like yeah. consent. Um, yeah. They, yeah, and most of it has to do with like genetics and being like an alpha male or a beta male. And they have this deep fundam fundamental belief that if they are like shitty to women, then women become attracted to, to them. The, the way they talk about women too, incels is, um, incels, I mean, are really interesting. They, they call them femoids. So mm -hmm. they, don't, they don't even call them women or like, you know, they're talking about every woman you know, on the planet, you know, from their moms and sisters, aunts and things like that. Um, they say that women are, um, yeah, they'll cheat on you. Don't marry one, they'll divorce you and, you know, take your kids and things like that. And yeah. take your money. And your money, right. Um, yeah, they're, they're also a nice little filter to, for, to, to go um, for fascism too, because then you mm -hmm. get like, you know, Jordan Peterson and like, um, who's another one? The, those self-help guys, pickup artists. They're all, yeah, they're, they're they're also, the, yeah, the, the pickup artist culture. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that, that that's kind of was an early breeding ground for this stuff, right? And again, it was, mm -hmm. again though, I, I think again, it's a reaction right? It's a reaction to the rise of women being treated equally, right? I mean, think about it. If you're a millennial, you mm. are the first generation of men to regularly have women as bosses. Mm -hmm. Ever. Okay. Like, that's, that's a big shift for, like, we were born into it, um, but for guys who maybe were raised differently or had to make be part of that shift that's a big adjustment right to, to going from you know and, and there's this saying i forget who said it. it's like uh what is it privilege faced with equality feels like oppression mm -hmm. oh, right do you know what i mean and yes and i think when all of a sudden a guy because if you notice if you're a gamer you notice this it's the, the ones who suck are the ones that talk the most crap and hate speech. You never hear the top players really dumping down on that because they're confident in their ability. I think it comes from a lack of confidence, feeling like, well, if I lost to a girl, oh my God. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, you're, you're, you're good or bad if you lose. You're, you're, if you're good or, or bad, it's, it, that's determined whether or not you can beat a girl or if, if, you, if you lose to a girl or something like that, you know? Yeah. yeah, I'm a, yeah. I, I play fighting games and um, I go out to like, you know, um, local gatherings, right? Where we all play fighting games, Tekken and stuff. Tekken, yeah. And, you know, it's all dudes, obviously. Uh, but then there's one time a girl shows up, you know, and they can play and what if whatever, we don't know yet. And she sits down and everyone says, you better not lose to this girl. You better not lose to a girl, you know? So it's there. And, you know, the, you know, funny games community have their own, like, uh, they have a lot of issues with like women. A lot, mm -hmm. They have a lot of big misogyny issues. So, yeah. Yeah. I remember winning a fighting game by like just pressing like button bombing. Uh -huh. uh, and oh my God, were the people pissed off at me. And right, I didn't know how to play the game. I was just pressing like R2 and whatever was happening was making me do combos. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was, you know, pissed people off. 
and so yeah they don't want they don't want you to play games with women games that women like like sims for instance people will be like oh that's like not gaming and i'm like yeah oh. Yeah, I've been up for like seven hours playing the Sims. I don't know how this is not. Kidding. They'll play Civ. They'll play Civ, right? <laughs> yeah, it's the only Sim that's allowed, or like maybe Total War or something. You know, those those kind of games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So coming from like a trauma informed practice point of view, too, m m when men like leave their standard of masculinity, it becomes like dangerous for them. I think people don't talk about this component of how. Uh, masculinity is a standard reinforced by violence, right? If you don't fit into the standard of masculinity, you get called a violent word like sissy. Um, there's other way more violent words, right, that you can get called, you can get beat up, you can, um, you can get jumped. The, like, there's actual real-life consequences. There's consequences for women, too, who don't fit into, like, their gendered role, right? You're a bitch. You are um, too abrasive, too aggressive. You, you're not ladylike, and you get reprimanded um, as a woman for not fitting into your your stereotypical. There's all kinds of nasty names to call women too, but I think it's unique, uniquely violent for men to not fit into their to their box. So I think that's the antithesis of like all these white nerdy men is that they feel alienated. They are feel like they are not accepted mm -hmm. and this red pill place gives them a place that they can not only feel accepted, but they're a person of like authority, a, a, a alpha, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's incumbent upon us to like offer them that place here. Because I do think that definitely, for sure, Democrats have really dropped the ball with working class white people, especially working class white men. Um, we have spent a lot of time signaling who we, who we are the, peop the party for, but if we were doing the work the way we should, we, there's no way that working class people would feel left out of our party. We can't just write, put up hashtag BLM and of yeah. a rainbow flag and our bio and not work towards bringing us all together and being like, this is why we have solidarity in this fight. There's not, well, no reason that I shouldn't have uh, class solidarity with the people in Chester County and Honeybrook that live in trailer parks and we have the same income. Right, yeah, yeah. Because the, yeah, I, I agree with uh, Nidea with, um, um, uniting um, working class people based on their interests and not letting like, you know, the Tucker Carlson's, you know, divide us, you know, by turning it to uh, a, a sort of culture war. That's, it's, that's, it's just that simple. Uh, you know, we have to just create a kind of, you know, an awareness, of a kind of class consciousness, I guess. And uh, mm -hmm. just not be divided on like, like I said, culture wars, you know. Because um, even, even the right knows this, you know, even the right knows this. They say, it's no, it's, the reason jobs are bad and are terrible is because they're coming here. Well, it is, it, I agree. And it's something that, you know, working class people, like all three of us, um, yeah. we need to not be so focused on the short term. We need to look at long-term strategy.
we've talked about this, right? That's it's why I'm voting for Joe Biden, even though I didn't support him in the primary. It's because mm-hmm. we need to we need to move things in the direction because they've been going in the wrong direction for a really long time. Mm-hmm. People are pulling stuff to the right. I, I we need to create opportunities. I do know that movements are the people who who push policy. Lincoln was a huge racist. Lincoln uh, was a white supremacist. Lincoln, though, was from the North and um, the abolitionist movement pushed him into uh, starting the Civil War and then later signing the Emancipation Proclamation. Same thing with Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He was no, he was against collective bargaining upon entering. The labor movements pushed him. Uh, Same thing with Lyndon B. Johnson. I think, was Lyndon B. Johnson not a KKK member? He was a white supremacist and he he signed the Civil Rights Act. And so, right, these presidents are never the hero uh, in the story. We frame it out, right? Lincoln was the great emancipator. But it was really the movements that that have all the responsibility. Yeah. And that's why it's so important that you not just vote, but that you stay engaged. Uh, because... I, I don't believe that Joe Biden is the person that's going to ride in on a horse and save all of America. We actually have to do that work. Um, voting for Joe Biden, getting him in the White House is the first of many long steps we're going to have to take um, in order to get the things that we want. These systems, they seem like they're big and they are, they're, they're yeah. complex. And, and it's by design, they want you to feel like they can't be changed. But as we've seen throughout history over and over and over again, in small steps, we can make changes to the system. But it involves getting organized, getting involved, and just keeping your nose to the grindstone and fighting for what you need. Because, I mean, an idea that is one of the things that I mean, you're, you inspire in me. You're always out there working, doing something. And, and it's okay. Everyone doesn't need to do that. But do what you can just make sure you vote get registered and take your ballot to the chester county has a ballot box in front of the libraries um make sure that you vote as early as possible and get your vote counted that is um the bare minimum but it is so necessary right now it's not Uh, even funny are you are you ready to vote Gio? yeah yeah i am i have my uh, ballot right here i was thinking about um not doing it. I was thinking about not voting. I was just so depressed. But, you know, I just thought about it for like a day or two, you know. Um, I was seeing what's on the ballot. I feel, I feel like, look, for me, local elections matter more. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to take part in that. Gio, um, so what would you say to someone who is maybe out there like you were contemplating not, not doing it? Uh, what would you say to them? Why, why, why should they decide to uh, engage with the election this year? Um, I would have but, to ask well, them well, if, they, well, if they want things to change locally, and I'm sure they do, they'd have to at least participate in elections that matter here, at least. Like if you, want to, if you, if you were, you know, uh, pessimistic about presidential elections and things like that, fine, go ahead. You know, I, I, you, I, you have that. But at least in, in your city, in your county, whatever, in your mm-hmm. state, at least that matters, you know, because you at least can go around, meet people, talk to people, uh, form some kind of um, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, is a coalition the right word? Some kind of block? And, yeah, coalition. Yeah, and, and you know, accomplish something by voting. You know, the idea inspires me because she <laughs> went out and got people to vote for her. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So, yeah, she's like my hero. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, if you, if you want something to change locally, which, you know, um, I, I just, all you have to do is look at the ballot and I see something that affects me right here. You know, um, something, something that affects, something that, something that's really uh, affects me really closely because I, I interact with the police every day. So I decided to do something about that and I'm going to vote. All right. Well, thank you all. That I think that brings us to the end of our show. Yeah. So guys, please remember to donate $25 to the Chester County Democratic committee so we can continue our work towards making sure Joe Biden wins the selection. So make sure you follow us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Podcast, Stitcher, and Spotify. Yep, and you can subscribe on all of those. So thank you, Joe. Uh, Thank you. Subscribe, turn on your notifications. Yeah, and I guess we'll talk to you all very soon. Vote, vote, vote.